Good morning, everyone. Today is Monday, December 28th, and we are making it through the holiday season. We still have the new year coming up, but uh, we have passed a, a few of the big holidays, so I hope that your holiday season is going well and you are able to at least see some of your family members maybe over Zoom or something like that if you're not seeing them in person. So I hope that's all going well for all of you. Today, I am going to try and have a little bit of a shorter episode so that we can all enjoy our break and uh, really do what we want to do with our time. So today, I am going to be talking about video buffering. Uh, Last night, I was watching, I believe it was last night, I was watching uh, the NFL football game on Amazon Prime. And one of the things that kept happening was the football game kept pausing. And there was the little, you know, the notorious screen that you see with the infinite loading circle. And we the, the game kept pausing. And my mom turned to me and she asked, Jack, you know, is it our fault or is it Amazon's fault? You know, what can we do to make sure that our, our football game or our streaming in general isn't going through this? And we can, you know, just have one long video rather than having to continuously see this loading circle. And so I thought that was a really good question to approach. Uh, So today I'm going to talk about what is video buffering, why does it occur, and can we do anything to avoid it? And there's also a couple different topics that I scattered in there that I thought were really interesting ads as well. So with that all being said, uh, let's get right into this episode. As I said, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, uh, hopefully. So, (laughs) but I, I still think, I still really like the content that we have today and I'm really excited to get it over to you guys. So with that all being said, my name is Jack Wydra, and this is Pardon My Tech. So to start us off today, let's just talk about what is video buffering, right? We hear that term a lot. It gets tossed around when people are watching YouTube videos or whatever they're watching, and it's not loading immediately. So you get this little, you know, loading circle in the bottom left of the screen or a loading bar or a literal message that says loading, something of that sort. We've all been there. We've all seen it. So but let's get a real definition for what is video buffering. Uh, So buffering is the term that's applied to basically downloading video into a buffer that will then be played by the user. So buffering is the process of preloading data into this reserved area of memory, which we call the buffer. And so for this streaming video approach, uh, a certain amount of the video will, will load before any of the video is played, And then as the video loads, the user will then play the video and take take out the video from that buffer. So there's often a limit to the size of this buffer. So if you open up a YouTube video and just leave it there for like six hours, you're going to come back and find that the whole video isn't loaded. Uh, Well, I guess it depends on the side of the size of the video. But if you have like a 10 minute video, you're going to come back and see that maybe only two minutes of the video has been loaded. This is because your buffer is now full. 
and it has nothing left to load. So it's just going to stop at those two minutes and wait for you to play it before resuming the download. So that's something that I, before getting into computer science and uh, understanding what the buffer was, I didn't know that. I would try and just, you know, open up the video I wanted to play and just leave it there. But that's not a good strategy because there often is a size limit to what the buffer can hold uh, for obvious reasons. Because we don't want to take up those network resources uh, for downloading the videos if we don't actually need them. If we're only going to watch four minutes of the 10 minute video, we don't want to download all 10 minutes of the video. So as the buffer then gets empty, as we play the video, more data is then downloaded into the buffer. And what we're hoping will happen is that the play rate, so you know, if you're playing the video at a second uh, play rate, then you want basically a, a chunk of data that is a second's worth to be downloaded into the buffer. With that, um, with that ratio in mind, your buffer buffer will never run out. And if it's not exactly equal, like I just did in that example, um, we want it to be close enough where you'll never catch up to where the buffer is empty, right? Because then that's when you see the loading screen, the infinite circle. And so you need, we need to make sure that our playing, our playback uh, speed is just around what our, our download speed is as well. And that's nothing that you can really change as a user. I'll, I'll get into some mitigations that we can talk about later in this podcast, but uh, basically that's what we're aiming for, is for the ratio to be close enough that you're not playing much faster than the video can be downloaded. And let's quickly talk about when I say streaming uh, video, what I'm talking about by that. So I'm, I'm talking about the way that the video is downloaded. There's two basic ways for videos to be downloaded onto devices and then played. Uh, the first of which is streaming, which, as I mentioned, utilizes a buffer uh, to download the video as you're watching it. And with this approach, basically, network resources are not used unnecessarily. You'll always be able to hopefully watch the video when you want to watch it, but you're not slowing down the network for anyone else, uh, you know, downloading things that you're not even going to get to. So that's that's a good thing. Also, Streaming video is very helpful in the fact that you don't really have to store the video anywhere except that buffer. Um, streaming video is very useful for just basically watching the data that you download and then immediately discarding the, the data. So you don't know, need to really um, allot storage on your computer for these videos, but you do for this second uh, download type that I'm going to talk about, which is a progressive download. And a progressive download basically treats the video like a file that needs to be downloaded to your computer. It's going to try and download the entire video at once, which often leads to a couple of drawbacks. Number one, most of the time, uh, you can't watch the video until the whole thing is downloaded. Uh, next, the approach is impossible for things like live sporting events because the event hasn't happened yet, obviously, and so you can't download the entire sporting event before it happens. Uh, the next disadvantage is one that I already talked about. The network resources will already be used up and for something that you might not even get to, right? So if you download a whole 10-minute video and you only watch four, then we wasted a lot of network resources trying to download those other six minutes that you didn't even get to. 
And thirdly, uh, we would need some way to store these videos. So you need to allot storage for these videos. And videos, I don't know if you guys know, take up a, a lot of room. They're, they're very big because they're very complex often. There are ways to compress these videos, but either way, your video is going to be a huge file. And so we don't really want to allot storage for these videos unless we absolutely need to. So that's why streaming has become so big is because it has so many advantages um, to the modern user. And with how crystal clear these data packets are getting, or data packet, I'm just talking about with how crystal clear this video playback is getting, the size of the download is increasing in size. And so we don't want to use resources on these downloads that we don't need to. So streaming is really coming into popularity for uh, this reason among some other reasons. So let's also, one thing I want to clear up um, is the difference between packet loss in video streaming and buffering. So packet loss, which you guys might not be familiar with the term, but packet loss is basically when data is being sent around the network, uh, often it's sent in these things called packets. And what packet loss is, is basically when some of this data gets lost along the way. You know, there's a lot of hops that it has to take to get from the cameraman in an NFL stadium over to your TV uh, through Amazon Prime. And so there's a lot of hops that it has to take, and it's understandable that sometimes things get lost, right? So that's what we call packet loss. And in a video playback setting, packet loss often looks like just a glitch, like something, you know, someone's mouth is moving and then all of a sudden they're like five words ahead of where they were. That's because there some packet loss occurred and some, you know, that little five second blip was um, a, a series of packets that got lost along the way or arrived out of order or something. And when video is streaming, sometimes it's, it's tough for the playback uh, client to get those packets in order in time for the playback to occur correctly. So it'll just do this little glitch. And you know, that happens. It's, it's very common and oftentimes it's ignorable. So it's okay. The one that we're gonna be talking about more today is this video buffering. And that is the more frustrating of the two for most people. And it results in the iconic circular loading bar uh, for infinite amount of time. So that's what we're talking about today. And why does the video buffer occur? So as we said before, buffering usually occurs when your network speed or the download rate is slower than the playback rate. And if this, you know, occurs over an hour long video, then that, uh, that difference is going to be compounded because you're just going to catch up to uh, the, the end of the buffer again and again, right? But if it's only a five minute video, and you have a two minute buffer size, uh, two minute size of your buffer, then you might not ever catch that because you only got to get through five minutes of the video, right? So uh, it's it's kind of just like luck of the draw at that point and how long the video is and how big of a size the uh, client allows for for the buffer. So those are just some variables that you as a user can't really control. Um, so another thing that I wanted to talk about is why sometimes the quality of the video uh, when buffering occurs sometimes drops right after the the buffering and it basically you'll see this circular loading bar and then 
the circular loading bar will disappear and you're like, yes, finally, we're getting back to the action. But then all you can see is this really grainy picture, right? That happens to a lot of us every single time. So why is that? Uh, one of the reasons for this is due to something called a bitrate adaption algorithm for video playback. And basically the different signals or the different parameters that are passed to that algorithm. In particular, it has to do with the buffer-based adaption. But those are all very big computer science words. Uh, so let's basically just take that down and give a clear answer. So basically, once the buffer that we were talking about earlier crosses some threshold and is able to tell itself, okay, I'm all caught up for the time being. Um, I have nothing left to do. So then the, the preceding packets that are downloaded after that threshold is, is crossed, the algorithm will then be like, okay, so if I'm all caught up, then I can take a little extra time on these packets. So at that point, the HD packets, which are higher definition and a larger size, and will thus take both more room in your buffer and will take more time to download. So it's very costly to download the, these HD, uh, these chunks of data. However, if your algorithm thinks it's all caught up, then it's obviously gonna do this because it's very pleasing for the end user if the whole video is in high quality. So that that's basically why uh, there's some quality drop after some video buffering because uh, the algorithm is basically trying to build up your buffer at that point. It's not trying to download any of these high quality uh, video chunks. It's trying to just build its buffer back up as quickly as possible, which means often sacrificing some quality. So hopefully once the buffer is able to build a little bit, you'll get back to the those high quality images rather than the low quality uh, quick images that your video player is showing you at first. And our final section is how to avoid the buffering. And unfortunately, I, you know, I would like to give you a solid answer, you know, just flip this switch and no more buffering. However, it's a little more complex than that. Um, there's a couple reasons why buffering could happen. Uh, firstly, it could happen because of you, uh, the user. It could happen because of slow internet speed in your house and the only way to combat this, unfortunately, is to get faster internet, right? But there are a couple of other mitigations that might help if you don't already have them in place. And that's what I'm hoping we can fix with your home network because not everyone wants to go out and get faster internet because oftentimes it can be pretty pricey and a monthly subscription rate. So we're gonna try and talk about some of these other approaches. Firstly, um, if you're trying to, you know, stream something with a lot of uh, data needed, then consider taking some other devices off the network. Even if you're not using laptops and phones, uh, you can often have those devices running in the background, pulling or utilizing the network so much so that uh, even though you bought this great network speed with your Wi-Fi plan, your, you know, streaming device isn't able to utilize all of that because you have a million different phones and laptops connecting to the network at the same time, all requesting packets to be sent. And so um, my first 
bit of suggestion would be if you're experiencing a ton of buffering and you're just really frustrated with it, just take some of those devices off the network. It might seem silly at first, but you actually can notice a bit of a difference if you do that. Um, another tip of advice or another bit of <laughs> advice is to connect directly to Ethernet if you can. So oftentimes uh, Ethernet is basically the way that you can get internet directly from your router to your device. And that device could be a computer or um, sometimes they have dongles to put it into a TV. Well, not directly into a TV, but into like a fire stick type device or a smart TV because obviously TVs don't usually run on internet. But if you can connect those devices directly to your router or to the wall, with a ethernet channel then the uh, connection will be much faster because you're not going over this wireless where uh, some packets could get lost or some issues could transpire between your router and your device over that uh, wireless network so while it's not the most solid of answers like flipping a switch to get no video buffering there are a couple mitigations to just try and optimize your internet and make sure that you're getting the speeds that you're paying for for your your video streaming. So with that all being said, that is the end of this shorter episode. We are uh, we we talked about video buffering today and what you could do to avoid it and what it is and why it occurs. So I thought that I was really able to clear this up um, the difference between video streaming and progressive download which is you know treating the video like it's one big file rather than a video that needs to be streamed. So I thought this was a really interesting uh, topic to research and explain. This is a topic that I learned about in uh, my, my master's class for computer networks in which we discussed this video streaming because it's become such a, a large topic and it seems like everyone nowadays is streaming all of their videos. And last night was a perfect example how Amazon Prime is now streaming NFL games exclusively on their platform. And so I, I really believe that streaming is going to optimize video playback. And we're progressive download is basically going to keep getting more and more rare as we utilize more uh, uses for this streaming approach, which I think is going to be great in the long run. So thank you guys for listening. I really hope you picked something up from this episode. And now we understand why that uh, infinite loop there is there when you're watching a video. I, I get that it's frustrating, but hopefully knowing the reason now gives you a little bit more sanity when uh, watching that circle spin and spin and spin and spin and spin and spin. So with that all being said, thank you guys for being here. My name is Jack Wadra, and this has been an episode of Pardon My Tech.